Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Identify. Let's go. Let's go. You're about to experience the evolution of action motorsports coverage. The motorsports you care about. Cutting edge, high impact, no filler. This is the Down and Dirty Show, fueled by Speed Energy Dress. And here is the man bringing it all to you, Jimmy Beaver. How's everybody doing this morning? We've got uh, an action-packed show uh, in store for you today. We've got uh, Lachlan O'Sullivan and Scott Putnam, uh, newly crowned Rally America champs, hanging out in the queue. And uh, we've got lots of news coming out of uh, the Off-Road Expo, uh, Baja 1000 News, World Rally Championship uh, from France. I've got a race I'm running coming up uh, this weekend, uh, Best in the Desert, Blue Water Desert Challenge. So we've got an action-packed show, lots of news, lots of breaking news. Uh, but first, we're going we're gonna to see if we can get uh, our newly crowned Rally America champs uh, on air with us. Uh, you there, uh, Lachlan? You there, Scott? Yes, yes sir. Morning, Jim. Well, first off, uh, congratulations, guys. Uh, you know, I know it's uh, been a long time in the making for for you guys, and uh, you know, just uh, congratulations. It sounds like uh, you had a great season. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I mean, it wasn't without uh, trials and tribulations, but uh, you know, we battled through it and points at the end of the season and some good wins throughout. Uh, yeah, it, it ended up really, really well for us. And uh, you know, how many? Uh, you know, I. Those those people that are that are tuning in, obviously, you know, uh, you know, most of our listeners are familiar with, uh, you know, off road racing, short course, you know, and a little bit of rally, and you know, tell us, uh, explain to us the SP, uh, the SP class that you guys actually won the national championship in, and and from what I understand, and, and from what I I know of the class, it's actually, um, you know, whereas others, you know, have uh, have different time gaps and stuff, you know, I don't know. They, I guess what I'm trying to say is this is a really, really tight uh, class. I mean, as far as times go, and you know what I mean, in stages. Yeah. So what it is is SP stands for Super Production, and it's a production-based class. We, we generally have three classes in Rally America. We have Open Class, which is the full bore, the factory guys, what I used to drive, uh, top top of the line, and then we have SP Class, and then we have two wheel drivers. And uh, so the SP class, Super Production, is derived from a class that we had uh, a couple of years ago, and it was a it was a production-based class. But the sad part about it was the two best rally cars that we have in the States, the Mitsubishi Evolution and the Subaru STI, could never do battle in the class because their brakes were too big or, you know, it was just a step above what the production class was meant to be. So a couple of years ago, we changed it up. Super production came about, and now we have the STI against the Evo doing proper battle with uh, all the whiz, whiz bang uh, brakes and the nice stuff that you can have on the car. Uh, the good thing about it is that you can you can do some work to the engine, but not much. The, I mean, the engine, the internals of the engine are you, are not free. And what you can do is you can piggyback a tune. You can do certain things to it to up the horsepower to we get generally around uh, just just uh, above 300, so you're actually going pretty quick. And we, uh, you know, we're fighting the open class guys for uh, for stage times here and there. Yeah, and uh, you know, going back, I know, you know, we're. I'm trying to familiarize our, our, you know, our listeners, you know, fully with with your program and, and your background. And, you know, I know obviously, uh, you know, this class is, you know, highly contested, like you said. And, I mean, it's not just you. I mean, obviously you're a former, you know, open class racer yourself. But, I mean, there's guys like uh, Romana Lagerman, who, uh, you know, was a factory Subaru driver in the past. I mean, you know, it, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, a heated class, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh guy that finished third over in the championship uh, last year and was in an SP class car. He won an event overall. He he uh he won the first event in Snow and Ice. Some people had some problems. He 
took advantage of that. Ramana, who's one of my best buddies, uh, he was actually a factory driver for Subaru when I was a factory driver for uh, Mitsubishi, so we did a lot of battles back uh, back then. And, uh, and you know, we've got the best Americans driving an FP class right now, for sure. Uh, the guys that are winning our events, sadly, I mean, they're some good buddies, but, uh, you know, they come from England and Canada, and they're kind of invading our uh, our, our sport right now in the States. So, you know, we're, we're trying our best to uh, to get back to the top. Well, you know, and let's talk about, obviously, you know, you mentioned you were, you know, you were a, a factory driver for Mitsubishi, and now, you know, in the SP class, I mean, how much more gratifying is it, uh, you know, winning a championship and, you know, I'm I, don't want to say, you know, well, I mean, you, you know, your own blood sweat goes into this program, whereas, you know, you know, th- this is all you. It's not a manufacturer representing you. And, I mean, how much more gratifying is it winning a championship the way you did this year? Shoot, I mean, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, you as a racer know that, uh, you know, you're sitting down working hours and hours. Uh, it's not just to fly in and, and drive. It's a whole different deal uh scott may be able to even talk more about that uh he's he's been putting in hours and hours of uh his time and you know he has a he has a regular job uh to battle with also scott uh yeah i mean it's basically something where you know when you're with a factory team you have a whole bunch of other people that are uh taking care of different tasks for you but when you're a privateer team like we are basically you've got to do it all yourself from the marketing to you know figuring out what's going on with the car getting it from point a to point b flying people in all the logistics and all that type of stuff you have to do yourself well and uh you know speaking uh speaking of marketing and and, and stuff like that i mean it, it seems like you know in the past 10 years here in the states uh seems like rally is really you know, from where it used to be, I mean, it really is starting to to grow and and catch on a little bit. I mean, it's definitely you know in the upswing, don't you guys? Uh, I mean, do you guys see that, or is it you know? How do you feel on you know on the state of rally now, whereas it was uh, ten, fifteen years ago here in the states? I would say ever be Go ahead, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. Uh, I would just say once it became part of X Games, it's grown exponentially every year. And as a worldwide phenomenon, I mean, it's right up there with F1 as far as the popularity. But in the United States here, it's kind of like soccer. And, it, you know, every time we go out every year, you see the crowds grow and grow and grow. Well, you know, and I think the thing that uh, amazes me that a, a lot of people don't know, I mean, obviously you just won your, your championship at uh, the Olympus Rally, but uh, – the cool thing about that to me was uh, those same roads that you guys were racing on at one point in time were a World Rally Championship event. Yeah, I remember working that event uh, and spectating, of course, and it was funny because we were going and checking out the roads. we get one pass through them, and I remember going past this uh, corner, and I remember standing right there watching all the, you know, my heroes, the WRC guys going by there. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's got to be kind of kind of surreal. Um, you know, speaking of that, uh, let, let's skip over to, to Scott. I mean, you know, obviously you you know you you race the entire year. How long have uh, have you and Lachlan been together? And uh, you know, what is your background in rally? I mean, were you ever a driver? Or has it always been uh, you know the other side of the car? Uh, primarily, it's always been on the right seat. I think uh, I've driven one little rally sprint, and at that point, recognized my limitations, so I went over to the other side of the car in that department. But uh, Lachlan and I first got together back in 2005, and we've been pretty much together off and on ever since in that respect. Uh, first race was the Ojibwe Forest Rally, and we managed to win that. Um as far as the relationship over the years, uh, getting very close, and we both know each other's tendencies in that respect. Well, and you know, and it's funny you mention that because we had uh, back, I don't know, two or three months ago, Alex, uh, Ken Block's co-writer, he's a good friend of mine, and uh, he was on air and, and talking about it, and he and he said the same thing. He's like, you know, I I went and I, I tried one rally. He's like, it just wasn't my thing. He's I, I wanted to concentrate on you know on on being in the, you know, the, the passenger seat. And, uh, you know, and it, it's just, uh, you know, obviously like you had said, I mean, you guys get a relationship and, uh, you know, you learn your tendencies and, you know, and, and it just gets better rally after rally. Well, and you get That's so close that even in the car, I mean, Lachlan can tell how I'm doing just from the inflection in my voice and vice versa. 
uh, you really do have to truly work together to accomplish your goal. And uh, I can help facilitate him as far as the driving portion of it. I mean, I can sure lose a race if I can screw, you know, if I screw up. But uh, it really requires both people to accomplish the goal. Well, I mean, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you know, I've I've been in a car with, uh, you know, with a true rally. you know, somebody that really knows how to, you know, call out uh, corners and, and, and things. But, I mean, you know, where do you where do you learn, you know, your trade, so to speak? I mean, it, you know, it's it's not something you can, you know, I guess obviously, you know, there, there's rally schools and you could go and take a class, but it's, you know, it's, it's a whole lot more than that. You know, how, how have you developed your skills over time? I mean, is it just seat time? Uh, you have basic training over here in the United States. I mean, Tim O'Neill's Rally School would be a good example of that. But for advanced training, I had to go to Finland uh, back in 2002. And uh, this gentleman by the name of Yucky Honkinen, who was a co-driver for Tony Gardemeister uh, and the WRC that runs a school over there. And I guess the art of what I do is just uh, basically the timing as you're you know, feeding information to Lachlan as we go down the stage. If I do my job properly, he doesn't have to think about the road. He just basically knows and can drive and can focus on driving. You know, if I get too far ahead, obviously, he starts having to go through these mental gyrations as far as what corner, what corner is he referring to, or obviously if I'm too late, that's a bad thing as well. You don't want to come screaming into a right-hand corner at 60 miles an hour because that would be very bad, but... It's just the the timing of the delivery of the information. Awesome. Well, um, Lachlan, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you won the SP Championship uh, uh, this year. I mean, you know, what do we what do we see next year? You know, a year or two down the line. I mean, you can continue in the SP class. Or are you looking at possibly contesting the Open class? The SP class is about twenty percent of what the Open class costs. So yeah, right now we're uh, definitely focused on SP and. Uh, Scott uh, has invested in a car, and uh, we're looking to build that car up and do it right. Uh, we have been we have been using other people's cars uh, for the last event. For instance, we used Ramana's car. Uh, he was nice enough to let us rent his car from him, and uh, so so it'll be nice to have our own car and kind of pick and choose what we want on the car and so on. It's uh, we're we're very much looking forward to the next season or two uh, in this vehicle. That seems to be the uh, immediate future for us. And uh interesting tidbit from uh, what Scott was saying is uh, he actually lost his voice on the last event, first time ever. So it, uh, when you don't have a navigator, it, it, it really slows you down. It was, uh, it was quite interesting. He had about four miles of him doing okay, and then for some reason his voice would just go away. And it, uh, it happened the first four stages of the event, and it got us off on kind of an interesting foot. But, uh, yeah, if you don't have a navigator, you, you, you cannot go fast. It's, it's night and day. I think we've run roads up in uh, northern Minnesota where we've done both with notes and as a blind rally where you're just running tulips. And speed-wise, it allows you to go about 10% faster there. Just running the roads blind, we would be on these, you know, these are up in northern Minnesota, about 92, 95 miles an hour. And with the notes, basically, we'd be up between 150 and 120. And I think from a time standpoint, it allows you to go about 2 or 3% faster there. Uh, that, that is good information, and gosh, I, you know, it, it is. I've, you know, I, I guess it could be a, a somewhat common occurrence, but uh, it's just uh, kind of wild to think in the middle of a stage, you know, to to lose, uh, you know, basically what is I, I don't want to say your lifeline, but I mean, you know, really, what is your lifeline? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bit different. I mean, I started out rallying where they were blind events. You got an you you got a book. And your navigator would read to you, or at the time, I was a navigator for my father at 14 years old. I, that's, that's when I started rallying. And I would, you know, it'd be like two miles, three miles of no instruction at all. And then I remember counting them down from like 30 to 20, and then I'd count down 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 to like a left-hand corner. Now, looking back on it, it's pretty, pretty funny. But uh, so, I, I mean, I, I kind of have that history of driving blind uh, up until when we started to get notes in the States. Where every undulation, every every little tidbit, cut, don't cut in the in the road. If anybody's seen any of the uh, WRC footage, they know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you're driving blind now is a scary thing, and it's much much safer 
uh, of course, if you have a navigator, and, and so much quicker. And we, we Scott actually told me to slow down for the first time uh, this last event, which was quite interesting. <laughs> he decided he decided he was going to let go of the notes and not give me any instructions and tell me to slow down instead. It was pretty funny. <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny because, uh, you know, obviously, you know, with my off-road background, I mean, you know, there's things that you guys share in the car that uh, that nobody else gets to see. And, I mean, you know, there's stories and uh you know, and it really is just truly, you know, some of the stories that you guys can tell after a rally and stuff like that that nobody else can experience. Even if there's a car, you know, a camera in the car, you still don't get the feeling of being in the car and, and what you two guys share together. It is so true, Jim. It's, it's me, you know, off-road and rallying is special that way and that you have someone sitting there right beside you and experiencing every little thing. They, might, they may not see everything on the course looking down at their notes or whatever, but uh, that's the special thing about these uh, these sports, for sure, uh, because, you know, someone road racing and, wow, that corner was perfect or whatever, and yeah, a uh, camera's just not going to tell you. Yeah, well, uh, let's talk, let's change it up a little bit. And I, you know, obviously, you, you know, the past couple of years, you guys mentioned the X Games and, uh, you know, and I guess uh, the takeaway from it, I mean, the format of the X Games has is, is changed tremendously the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, what are you guys' thoughts on, on uh, Rallycross? I mean, it's kind of uh, obviously, you know, you've got GRC. I know Rally America puts on some Rallycross events. I mean, you know, it's been huge in Europe. I mean, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on, on Rallycross? Scott and I have uh, – Well, I'm not very different views. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. Oh, I'm not in the car, so I'm really not going to have opinion on that. I'll defer to Lachlan there, so go ahead, bud. All right. Uh, let's see. Rally America. I mean, everybody can check us out on rallyamerica.com, uh, uh, the whole rally community. And, uh, yeah, they're uh, they're trying to bring up uh, their rally cross. Um, it's more production-based vehicles than what GRC is doing, and a global rally cross it is. And, uh yeah, last year we won a mini championship uh, with uh, with my guys. They uh, put me out in the car, and we we were in a two wheel drive championship. So we did some of the GRCs last year, and we won our championship there. But um, I, I mean, I'd love to get in those cars. I actually drove up. I drove uh, Reese Millen's car last year at Pikes Peak, and we were about to set a uh, a record in the open class there. Uh, but the car gave out about two miles from the end. But, uh, yeah, the, the car was brilliant, the best car I ever drove, and uh, super exciting. Uh, I think once they get the courses down properly, it's uh, it's already exciting. So uh, that's that's something I definitely want to do in the future. I want to get back to the X Games. Scott and I had a, had a great time in the X Games. Just missed uh, the bronze medal by a second. Uh, Ken Block beat us, and uh, at that time, Colin Gray, uh, who has since passed away, of course, um, Colin McRae rolled and rolled right back on his wheels, and Scott and I were jumping up thinking we got his bronze and because uh, he was the last car to go, and he landed back on his wheels and took silver to Travis Pastrana, and we were, we were the first car to not get a medal, which is quite sad. But uh, moving on, uh, yeah, I'd love to do GRC in the future and uh, talking to uh, a bunch of people and teams and, and uh, trying to make something happen there. But... Uh, yeah, those cars are incredible, fantastic, and uh, it's there. It's going to be even more exciting with more events and uh, kind of become worldwide. Well, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just totally shooting from the hip here and, and changing things up. Uh, a few uh, a few months ago, uh, I had Lindsay uh, Orridge from uh, from the UK, uh, you know, on the show, and uh, you know, obviously she's uh, worked with uh, the Ford team, um, you know, over in Europe and and whatnot. And uh, we we're talking about actually, uh, you know, WRC events and and how they put the one on in Mexico here and. Uh, you know, and I, and I realize, uh, you know, talking with her, uh, you know, a United States event uh, really uh, is on the radar for the WRC. I mean, it, you know, I think it, it's just finding the proper event. And uh, you guys, uh, honestly, you know, you think we're ever going to see a WRC event here, you know, in the United States again? I think it's such a big market. They, I mean, it's been off and on, of course, for many years, and in a couple of years it happened. Um, they've been trying to do it for you know, it's a, now Red Bull's in charge, and uh, the United States, of course, for them is a huge market. Mexico is, I mean, my wife and I go down there. We uh, we met at a rally. We 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 spectated Mexico quite a few times, and uh, Scott and I have even talked about uh, doing it. The funding 
hasn't been there, but um, we've wanted to do a WRC for, for quite a few years. And, uh, you know, bring a WRC event here, we'll only exponentially you know, light the fire rallying hopefully here in the States. Um, but, uh, yeah, we definitely WRC has been interested, and in, uh, hopefully something happens. We've got some great roads here with, uh, you know, a lot of fans. I mean, I remember when, you know, when I was a teenager and, People had no clue what rallying was. We had to go to Europe. My father and I had to go to Europe and spectate events and really it seemed like there was a family of, of you know, a good kinship of rallying uh, fans. Uh, and now here in the States, you talk about rallying, especially because of the video games. Uh, everybody kind of knows what it is now. It's changed a lot. And, uh, yeah, it'd be incredible to have a WRC event here. I don't know if Scott has another take on it, though. I think eventually we'll, I mean, it's just the last great untapped market, and I'll just leave it at that. I mean, uh, eventually it's got to come over here. Yeah, it's, uh, well, and like you, you had mentioned with uh, Red Bull taking over, you know, the WRC now, I think, uh, you know, obviously they've got uh, a huge interest uh, here in the state. So I think, uh, you know, it, it, it only is a matter of time with uh, with the, the market here that we do have. Well, definitely. And it primarily is oriented towards a much, you know, it's a much younger demographic. Demographic. It's classified as an extreme sport, and it just fits in with the whole X Games thing as well. All right. Well, we're uh, kind of closing things down, but we'll kind of do uh, a couple of quick, uh, just shoot from the hip questions. But uh, uh, this one's uh, to both of you. We'll go. Uh, we'll go Scott first, and then Lachlan. But uh, what? Uh, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite uh, race that you guys do every year? I would say a hundred acre wood, uh, just for the simple ro- reason that the roads are a little bit wider. You can get away with some things. The speeds are high. There's uh, the surface; it's not a car breaker, and there's certain series of turns in there that I'll just remember for the rest of my life, just because they were simply so fun. And uh, I'll let you go, Lachlan. Go ahead. A hundred acre is a great event. Uh, you know, I I love it all. I love being in the car. I love I love going down the road as quick as I can. I mean, uh, every event to me has its own special, uh, a good great thing about it. And uh, love all the roads out there. The Washington roads we just did were a little rough, and Oregon roads were really nice and a little bit tamer. And uh, you, then you go to the snow and the ice in Michigan. And to me, it's all just bring it on. Let's go out there and have a great time. But uh, yeah, if I had to pick one, it, uh, that, that's a great that's a great event. Uh, Scott picked for sure. Well, each Our event has got some unique attributes to it. I mean, uh, there's certain stages from every event that you're going to remember. For example, the uh, uh, the event Snowdrift. It's like the last stage of the event is one that's relatively short, and the locals uh, will sit there and have bonfires that they start early in the morning. And as the cars are going by they'll throw gasoline on the fires and it's like, you know, going through a Rambo movie and it just, you know, first time I went through there, you know, kind of was going, what's going on. But, you know, last year when we did it, it just, you know, you start giggling and you remember it and it's a lot of fun, but each event's going to have unique stages. Um, all right. Last, uh, last question here. And, uh, this was, uh, kind of generated through, uh, through online and, and stuff like that, but, uh, biggest, uh, um, pucker moment or oh wow moment in uh, in the car. Uh, I was probably in Maine. We found a rock on the side of the road at about sixty miles an hour and we did a three hundred and sixty degree turn uh, on all four corners and kept going. Uh, Lachlan, you want to add to that a little bit or? That's probably that's probably the top. Of, uh, let's see. That's, so in rallying, I mean, it's like off-roading. There's so many things going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got stuck behind a, uh, a slower car for about four miles in the dust in, uh, in uh, where were we, Oregon. And uh, the guy just couldn't see us. And so like off-roading, we, uh, you, you, in off-roading, you would bump the guy, let him know you're there. But uh, we don't have the big bumpers uh, on our car, the roof bars, whatever you call them. But uh, yeah, it, it, it took a little time to get around him because the road was so uh, narrow, uh, which was 
pretty cool and fun. But uh, yeah, I mean, this last event that we just had where Scott told me to slow down, we were, it was just really, really bad dust during the night. And uh, I was just trying to get some decent times, uh, you know, on the timesheet. And uh, Scott felt we were just going too fast in, uh, in Ramana's car and didn't want to damage it. It's probably a smart call, but I felt uh, that we were on it. And I, so for him, that may have uh, been a pucker moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just remembered that rocket, man. That's all. But uh, I mean, every race has got little moments like that. Snow drifted. It, you know, this is a wintertime event, and it rained three days prior to the actual race. So the first day, it was just a sheet of ice. You're not driving on studs. I mean, you're just. And we spun out three times on the first stage alone. And at that point, there are a few times that. You know, everybody wants to drive, but there are a few times that I'm glad I'm not sitting in the left seat, and that was one of them. <laughs> I was going to say, were you driving that time? We spun out three times. That doesn't sound like I was driving. Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was glare ice. It was worse than a skating rink, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick. Well, I appreciate you guys taking uh, taking the time on air. You got any uh, you know got anybody you want to thank or, or any place uh, that some of our listeners can uh, get more information on you guys? Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, we have a great team backing us up. I mean, it takes it takes a lot of people, but I really just want to give a shout-out to three guys. There's Doug Nagy at Streetwise Motorsports uh, that's taking care of us, along with Ryan Young and Scott Erlinger. Uh, great, great team we've got behind us. Um, and then want to uh, definitely mention our sponsors. Um, great stuff from Lucas Oil, who's been sponsoring us for two years now. have a really good relationship with them, along with uh, where Scott works, Maurice Subaru. And we have a new sponsor that just come, uh, has come aboard now, uh, Wolf LED Systems, uh, known in the off-road world. We're going to try and bring them into rallying and, uh, with our lighting systems, and that's, uh, we're very interested in seeing how that's going to work out next year. Awesome. And, uh, and where can we get a little more info on you guys? Obviously, uh, websites, Facebook. Uh, you got any place uh, our listeners can, can track you down and go and like you? Got it, uh, rally dash america.com that's the website that you can bring up stage times uh live interviews they've got a whole uh video web going on uh at each race uh scott has his website uh subinet and uh scott take it from there uh you can see as far as subaru.net there is links to uh basically our like youtube channels and all that type of thing uh lachlan has a website lachlanosullivan.com as well but I guess the primary source of information would be Subaru.net, and there's all sorts of stuff on that website. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the the time to to come on air, and uh, obviously, uh, congratulations on uh, your 2012 championship. Uh, you know, hats off to you guys. That's that's awesome. Jim, thank you very appreciate much. The time. It's really an honor to uh, be on with you, and uh, good luck in your race. All right. Well, thank you guys, and uh, we'll definitely uh, we'll have you back on maybe the start of next year or something, right before the series starts. Just let us know. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Jim. All right. That was uh, Lachlan O'Sullivan and Scott Putnam, your 2012 Rally America SP National Champs. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more rally coverage here uh, on the Down and Dirty Show, uh, both, you know, Rally Cross and uh, Rally America. And obviously we do the WRC thing. Um, you know, it, it Rally really is, uh, between Rally Cross and Rally, the the – the sister, uh, the sister sport to off-road racing. I mean, obviously you've got uh, desert racing and you've got, uh, you know, your traditional rally, uh, and then you've got short course racing and you've got uh, rally cross. I mean, it, you know, they really do go hand in hand together. And, uh, so obviously we're going to, we're going to cover them both on air. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of rally have been for, for a long, long time. And, uh, and just, uh, just excited to, to be able to cover, uh, you know, another sport that, uh, that's a lot like, uh, the one I compete in. So, uh, you know that's uh that's what we're going to do going forward but uh we're going to take a short break and when we come back we've got uh geez lots of info we had more powder puff over the weekend wrc france we've got our speed energy report uh off-road expo baja 1000 news a parker preview and lots of motocross and uh and motorcycle news so uh stay tuned and uh we'll be back after these messages Like the buffets at Blue Water Resort and Casino? Not anymore. You'll love them. For a limited time, get two buffets for the price of one. Any buffet, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Feast on the buffet of your choice on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Two buffets for the price of one. 
So bring a friend. Just think how much money they'll save. Two-for-one buffets for a limited time, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Offer cannot be applied to any other discounts. Blue Water Resort and Casino on the Colorado River in Parker, Arizona. The party's at the edge. The River's Edge Cantina at Blue Water Resort and Casino. With happy hour weekdays 4 till 7 with two and a quarter domestic beer and $2 well drinks. Show your player's card with ID for 10% off food items. On Sausage Fest Sundays, pick Polish, Italian, broad, or dog with chips just 5 bucks. Taco Tuesdays, feature dollar tacos and $2 margaritas. Thursdays, grab a beefy barbecue sandwich for $5. And any flavor of pucker vodka for 3 bucks. And on Fridays, our tri-tip sandwich is only $8. Take the party to the edge. The River's Edge Cantina at Blue Water Resort and Casino in Parker, Arizona. Looking to have some screen printing, embroidery, or design work done? Intense Tees has you covered. Intense Tees provides the highest quality and detail for custom screen printing and embroidery services for corporations, schools, race teams, and all organizations alike. Complete line creation including designing of an entire corporate identity, product line creation, support promotions, product packaging, exciting banners, polos, tees, sweatshirts, caps, and vinyl decals. Intense Tees is the official apparel provider for the Down and Dirty Off-Road Show. Find out more on the web at www.intensetees.com. That's www.n-t-e-n-s-e-t-e-e-s.com. All right, thanks for uh, staying tuned uh, over the break. We've got uh, our Speed Energy Report up next. Uh, obviously, Speed Energy, a big part of my racing program and in this show. Um, the first uh, bit of news, and it is a little bit of a rumor right now. It's not confirmed, um, but I, I believe it is in the works. I haven't talked to, to Robbie about this topic, but uh, rumor is the Baja 1000, you're going to have Robbie Gordon and uh, Juan Carlos Lopez teaming up in Trophy Truck. Uh, obviously, Robbie has uh, been dominant in Best in the Desert this year, but had a little bit of a, a rough time in score, and uh, Juan Carlos is uh, fighting for a championship. So rumor has it those two are going to team up for what is almost a 1,200-mile race this year. Uh, so that should be interesting. Um, other other quick note is uh, Justin Davis, it looks like, uh, if that goes through, will be uh, teaming up uh, to run the, the Speed Energy RPM Truggy. Um, so uh, obviously Robbie won't be uh, running the Truggy, and uh, he'll be stepping into the trophy truck. So I don't know. We'll see how this uh, all plays out in the next month or so. But uh, that is the rumor mill coming out of uh, the Speed Energy camp. Um, also, Speed Energy uh, got a huge promotion going on for the month of October to uh, to benefit uh, Peak October or uh, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, this month, every single case of Speed Energy unleaded that is sold, and now we're talking to unleaded, which is the pink speed, uh, the one with the pink uh, S on it and the pink label. Um, every single case of Speed Energy pink unleaded sold this month, um, Speed Energy is donating five cents uh, to the Susan G. Coleman uh, Breast Cancer Foundation. You know, five cents may not sound like a, you know, a lot right now, but when we're talking, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of cases of speed, uh, you know, five cents, that, uh, that is definitely a lot of money. And uh, tie it in because Speed Energy is a great supporter of ours. We're going to support this promotion. And the Down and Dirty Show is offering up 25 cents for every picture posted on my Facebook page, um, if you post up a picture on my Facebook page of you drinking uh, Speed Energy Unleaded, that's the pink can, anytime you post up a picture this month on my Facebook page, I'm donating 25 cents a picture to the Susan G. Coleman Foundation. So uh, post up those pics. It's going to cost me a lot of money if you guys keep uh, keep them coming. Um that's going to end out our uh, Speed Energy Report this week. Uh, we're going to have lots of news next week because we've got, uh, obviously, a big Speed Energy uh, event coming up in the Blue Water Desert Challenge this weekend where uh, the entire Speed Energy team will be in action. Um, so that is coming up. And, uh, you know, other than that, I know Speed Energy was uh, was involved in the Off-Road Expo, had a great showing there, and uh, given out tons of Speed Energy. So hopefully uh, those of you that made it out to the Off-Road Expo uh, got your free cans of uh, Speed Energy. Um, we're going to skip right in this time to our RaceDesert.com Hot Topic of the Week. Uh, Race Desert, uh, obviously a great content provider of ours. Um, 
every week we do a hot topic, which is their hot topic from their forums and their you know and their chat board there. And uh, this week it's 42 inch tires. So you guys want my opinion on 42 inch tires? You want my opinion? I'm going to give it to you. Uh, 42 inch tires. My feelings on these are it's too big. They have no place in off road. I think it's uh, overkill. Um, uh, but uh, I'm more than willing to allow these guys to run them. I think, uh, you know, I think it's going to do more harm than good. Uh, you know, obviously, you go to 42-inch tires, uh, you're, you're steering. Uh, you can't steer as sharp. Uh, one, the tires are huge and heavy. I mean, I've heard anywhere from 175 pounds uh, wheel and tire combo. That's a lot of weight, uh, especially for a co-driver to be slinging, um, you know, pulling out and, and changing a tire fast. Uh, you know, obviously, your, your tire changes are going to slow down. Uh, you can't, uh, you, you know, your your you know your turning diameter or turning radius uh, goes away. Uh, the benefit is, is obviously, you know, they're, they're bigger tires. They skip over the the bumps and the whoops a, a little better. Um, the disadvantage is, you know, you start running a tire that big. I mean, you you've got to change your gearing in your rear end. You've got to run a bigger rear end so you don't spit up uh, ring and pinions and axles. Your transmission has to be beefed up. All your ratios have to be changed. A lot of guys are going to an underdrive to run these 42-inch tires. Uh, honestly, I just think it's uh, it's too big. I mean, we're, we're getting on the verge of uh, monster truck tires here. Um, you know, you've got to go and, and run specialized rims that are 20-inch now. Uh, I, I just don't see the benefit. Uh, you know, some of these guys are saying, oh, you know, it's the wave of the future. Um I'm, you know, I'm saying 39 inch tires are great. 42 is too big. Um, you know, I don't know. That's, that's my thoughts. I'd love to hear from, uh, from the chat board on, on what you guys think on 42 inch tires. But, uh, in my opinion, it, it's just, uh, it's just too big for what we do. And not only that, uh, you know, the only class that can run these things is trophy truck. Um, class ones can't run them. Uh, I mean, heck it's, it's just been the past couple of years where they were able to run 37s, um, you know, they're not even running 39s yet, more or less 42s. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, you know, so class ones can't run them. No other class in off-road other than trophy truck can run them. And, and all you're doing is uh, creating bigger ruts. You know, we, we've got to think about the 1600 cars, the, the class 11 Volkswagens, you know, the, the 12 cars, the 10 cars, the, the classes that aren't as fast but do make up a huge part of off-road. I mean, a trophy truck is – he gets 90% of the publicity and is only 10% of the entry. So, uh, you know, we do have a huge portion of, of off-road racing that, uh, the, that doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't get a lot of, a lot of PR and, and these are definitely detrimental to what those guys are trying to do. So, uh, my thoughts is, uh, 42 inch tires, no bueno. Uh, let me know your thoughts, but, uh, that is my opinion and, uh, I'm going to stick to it. And that was our racedesert.com hot topic. Feel free to join in on uh, racedesert.com and, and check out uh, check out the the chat they've got going there on 42 inch tires. Um, other news: uh, we had WRC France. That's right, uh, World Rally Championship France. We're talking a lot of rally today. Uh, obviously, with uh, Lachlan O'Sullivan and Scott Putnam earlier. For those of you that are uh, just tuning in. Um, but uh, WRC France, we're winding down the World Rally Championship calendar. Uh, after France, there's only uh, two more events. We've got Italy and Spain left on the calendar, so definitely winding down. Um, you know, but the big news is is uh, the, the championship is winding down, but it's uh, pretty much uh, – well, it, it has been decided. I mean, there's obviously some battle going on for, for some positions farther down the road, but uh, Sebastian Loeb uh, wrapped up his uh, – 2012 World Rally Championship this past weekend with in dominating fashion. Actually, I can't say dominating. Uh, he he barely uh, barely won by a uh, well. Actually, it was uh, it was dominating fashion. But uh, he, anytime Sebastian is in the car, he dominates. Nine-time world champion. Um, he got his ninth world championship. Uh, it just he's dominated this year. Um, you know, he, he just wins championship after championship. The guy's like a machine. Uh, you know, let's put this into perspective. Um, Michael Schumacher's only got seven world championships. Uh, there's nobody in NASCAR history that's won nine championships. I mean, you know, uh, it's it, it should put it into perspective how good Sebastian Loeb is. Anyways, uh, Sebastian uh, winning uh, World Rally Championship France, uh, Lavalin in second, Herbin in third, uh, Newville fourth, and Osberg fifth rounds out your top five for the World Rally Championship uh, of France. 
Uh, I'm just looking down, skipping through here, uh, looking at how many stage wins Sebastian Loeb had. He had eight out of 22 uh, stage wins. Uh, the interesting thing is Newville had a, a great race. He had uh, he had six uh, stage wins um, in the Citron uh, in his Citron, and that's a, a junior team car. So um, you know it was a, a great showing by Citron. Um, we had Ford with about uh, seven uh, stage wins. It looks like. Um, but uh, Sebastian Loeb just dominating the rally as always and winning his uh, wrapping up his ninth world championship. So congratulations, congratulations goes out to Sebastian Loeb on his ninth world championship. I hope, I hope, my hope is that uh, we see him full time again next year. I think he raises the bar for for everybody else in the championship, and uh, I, I hope that he continues, uh, you know, racing in the World Rally Championship, not uh, not just events here and there. You know, obviously he wants to go and do Le Mans. Uh, and do some road racing and some other things that he has uh, working. But uh, I hope that he can uh, continue to stay in the World Rally Championship full-time. I think uh, I think he is absolutely uh, a, a great part of the series, and it, it will definitely be uh, be sad to see him go if he decides to go and do something else. Um, uh, another big event over the weekend, uh, we had the more Powder Puff race. Um, you know, it, this, great, this event is such a unique event. Uh, you know, I guess my only hope is that someday that the more powder puff race and the off-road expo could be held on separate weekends only because, uh, only because they're both great events and, and they do hurt each other, uh, attendance wise. But the, the more powder puff race, for those of you that don't know about it, uh, it's a race every October in Barstow, uh, Barstow, California put on by more. It, uh, it's a ladies only female race. And uh, it, all the proceeds go to benefit breast cancer. Uh, just a, a great event. Uh, it grows and grows every year. Um, you know, just a, an amazing event. Um, it raises tons of money. Uh, it's got some great corporate sponsors that have started to get involved. Uh, and the women come out in force to, to run this event. Uh, just an absolute great event. Um, I don't have full results yet, so we're going to get those next week when, when more announces them. Um, but right now I do have, uh, I know the, the overall winner of the event was Kelly Mather. Uh, she won the overall, uh, and also the class one win. I know, uh, Nicole Patelli was a, a winner. Um, she's a three time winner. That was her third win in a row. And our good friend, Emmy Hall, uh, took home a win in the event. So, uh, we will definitely have full coverage of this event next week. Um, when I get the, the full results, because, uh, these ladies and what they do, uh, they deserve every bit of publicity that we can give them. Um, obviously, all the proceeds go to a, a great thing and uh, just uh, an amazing, amazing, um, you know, event that they put on there. So, uh, you know, we'll have full coverage next week. And uh, definitely, there, there's all kinds of pictures. And, uh, you know, drop an email, uh, you know, post online, you know, tell these ladies that, uh, that you support what they do because it, it honestly is a great event. And, uh, you know, I, I love to see it every year. And uh, I would love to see it grow even more. Uh, we're going to cut to a short break, and we're going to come back. We're going to have a Parker Best in the Desert Blue Water Desert Challenge preview, news from the Off-Road Expo, lots of Bio 1000 news, and uh, a lot of motocross news as well. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Are you ready for the revolution, the Ford Revolution? Well, Parker Motor Company is bringing it to you. We're bringing you the 411-horsepower Ford Raptor, the new turbocharged 252-horsepower Ford Focus ST, and the twin-turbo 365-horsepower Ford Taurus Show. Now, that's not your grandma's Taurus. Join us at Parker Motor Company, where we like to talk cars, treat you right, and show you why we are a nine-time Ford President's Award winner. Parker Motor Company, your hometown Ford and Lincoln dealer. Are you going racing or doing a weekend project and don't have the equipment you need? Ahern Rentals has you covered. Everything from generators, lighting towers, and scissor lifts to forklifts and dump trucks are at your disposal. They deliver nationwide with fast service and competitive pricing. Check out their full line at www.ahern.com and give them a call at 909-289-8077. KC Highlights is the worldwide leader in off-road and auxiliary lighting since 1970. KC Highlights is all about quality. 
Their lights are built tough to last. Inside and out, KC has never accepted anything less than the highest quality materials and workmanship for their products. This drive for perfection has produced some of the most revolutionary products in the industry today, such as the full carbon fiber HID KC Pod, a first of its kind. For more information on the full line of KC Highlights products, like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and visit them on the web at www.kchighlights.com. And speaking of Casey Highlights, uh, one of our great partners uh, on both my trophy truck and this uh, radio show. Um, speaking of Casey Highlights, they had a, a huge announcement uh, at the Off-Road Expo. Uh, yeah, the Off-Road Expo, obviously all of you uh, that are tuning in uh, know that went off this past weekend. One of the biggest and best trade shows of the year. Uh, I'm not just talking about in the off-road industry. I'm talking nationwide. I mean, this is ranking up there with, uh, with you know, SEMA, the PIR, PRI show. I mean, it really is uh, become a, a huge show. But Casey Highlights announcing a new line of light bars. Uh, most of you, uh, you know, that have been around the rally and off-road uh, industry for a while now uh, know that these uh, LED light bars are, are kind of the new new rage. You know, HIDs came in and uh, they still dominate the marketplace, and, and really these light bars can't touch them. Uh, but they have become the, the trendy thing, and uh, Casey uh, obviously is now coming to market with one. And and like I can tell you, uh, Casey highlights they don't jump in. Uh, they don't jump in until they know their product is right. Uh, they might not be the first one to market, but when they do come to market, they've got the best product available. Um, they've just launched a, a brand new line of light bars, so uh, definitely check them out. They're gonna have all the info at CaseyHighlights.com. Uh, check them out if you're looking for a, a light bar because they are gonna be phenomenal. A couple different sizes available. Um, other big news coming out of the Off-Road Expo, uh, Jimco just finished up its very first uh, high-end luxury trophy truck pre-runner uh, for our friends at uh, Mastercraft and Impact uh, finished it up. They're going to use it to uh, pre-run the Baja 1000 here in, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, just a phenomenal build. I don't want to even tell you the price tag, but you've got to see the pictures of this thing. It's on uh, Mastercraft's Facebook page. Uh, and I'm sure Jimco's going to have all kinds of stuff released on it. You're going to see all kinds of builds. Uh, you're going to see all kinds of uh, – I, I don't even know. I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous. It's the first luxury pre-runner that Jimco has ever built. Obviously, they make some of the best race cars in the world, but uh, this is their first uh, forte into uh, luxury pre-runners. You need to check this thing out. It's absolutely a work of art and beautiful. Um you know, and tying in with the Off-Road Expo, I mean, it's become such a huge event. Obviously, you had the, the Miss Off-Road Expo contest. It was huge, more entries than ever. Um, SCORE coming back and getting involved in the Off-Road Expo. We had the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame where Casey Folks got inducted. But speaking of SCORE, they had their Baja 1000 draw live from the Off-Road Expo. Uh, so our, the SCORE Baja 1000 uh, drawing went off. And they also had the the launch of uh, the Baja 1000 map. Before we get into the map, let's uh, let's go straight to uh, the starting positions for the 2012 score Baja 1000, the 45th annual. Um, this is the full Peninsula run this year. Uh, trophy truck first off the line, Pete Soren. And I'm just looking down the list here. It looks like we've got a total of. I'm looking at this list going away. We've got 30 to 40 uh, trophy truck entries. Just a phenomenal field. I mean, uh, the who's who. I mean, we've got Rob McCachran, McMillan's, B.J. Baldwin, Menzies, Jesse Jones, the Herps, Cameron Steele. Um, you know, we, we've got uh, Vidosla. We've got Ryan Arciero, Mark Post back in the number three. Robbie Gordon, uh, you know, Rick Johnson, the, the list goes on. Just a, a phenomenal field there. And, uh, you know, it, it should be just a, a great, great event. Uh, class 1, we've got a, a full field of Class 1s. Uh, first off the line, Monica Greenhill, um, a, a lady getting uh, first off the line in Class 1. I think that's awesome. Uh, class 1600 field, uh, George Peters first off the line. Um you know, I'm just skipping down here uh, to the major classes. Cam Class 10, Cam Theroux, uh, first off the line. Score Lights, uh, Pedro Vasquez. Uh, Baja Challenge, which is always a, a huge class, especially for the Peninsula runs. We've only got two entries so far, but uh, as that's an arrive and drive deal, I think uh, as we get closer, we're going to have a, a full field there. Um, 
The other big news, uh, Class 22, obviously there's a heated, heated battle in, in Class 22 uh, open pro motorcycle right now. Uh, Chris Ridgway, uh, first off the line, Mark Samuels, second. Uh, Radic Burkett, uh, third, and Kirk Caselli, fourth. Uh, Robbie Bell, Bell down in there in, uh, I believe it's seventh position. And towards the back, we've got Colton Udall in the 1X bike. Uh, so just a, a great field of Class 22 motorcycles. Um, you know, and, and they've got a heated battle between uh, Kawasaki, KTM, and Honda going on for the championship right now. So um should be great to see how that shapes up. And I'm sure that this entry list uh, is just preliminary. There's going to, my guess is 50 to 100 more entries by race time. And uh, I, I'm not exaggerating. There will be that many more. Um, let's talk about the Baja 1000 map that SCORE announced. Uh, obviously, uh, this is the, the point-to-point. We're starting in Ensenada this year, as always, and it's finishing in La Paz, not Cabo this year. We're finishing in La Paz. Um, starts in Ensenada, um, runs uh, across the peninsula to San Felipe, which is about 200 miles in. Um, from San Felipe, you go, uh, which is on the inland side, you go direct south down uh, through Puerto Cetas and down to Coco's Corner, which has become one of the most uh, infamous spots in, in the Baja 1000, and Coco, just a, an awesome, awesome individual. Um, from Coco's Corner, you continue south to Bay of L.A. on the inland side, uh, down to uh, Vizcaino, and uh, then you know, from there you start crossing back across the peninsula, uh, San Ignacio down to uh, San Juancito. Um, from there you continue uh, farther south to San Javier, uh, Puerto Cancun, Punta Canejo, all the way down. You cross back across the peninsula in uh, in the, one of the thinnest parts of the peninsula to the finish line in La Paz. Uh, we're looking at 1,117 miles total. That's a, a great, huge event. Um, you know, obviously the loop Baja 1000 is usually six to seven hundred miles, which puts it at around a thousand k. This is a legitimate uh, eleven hundred miles, so uh, uh, not a slouch by any means, and uh, should be a phenomenal race. You're going to see uh, most of the drivers tag team at uh, eleven hundred miles in a trophy truck or a one car. Um, it is totally, uh, you know, it is absolutely totally, you know. Uh, I don't want to say impossible for somebody to do, uh, you know, by themselves, but uh, it really is a, a tough go. Um, and I now, uh, you know, I love our chat board. Uh, Monica Greenhill, uh, at TX Greenhill on Twitter. So uh, give her a follow if you want to find more on your Class 1 uh, – uh, your class one pole sitter for the score Baja 1000 at TX Greenhill. That's Monica Greenhill. Uh, thanks a lot to our chat board for uh, giving us the info. Um, so the Baja 1000, uh, obviously we're going to see more, uh, more and more entries uh, as time gets closer. That was the map. That was your draw order. Um, you know, and, and all in all the off-road expo, everything I've heard uh, sounds like it uh, was one of the biggest and best off-road expos in history. Um, dirt theater there in, force and uh they debuted the mint 400 uh so i i believe that's going to be available real soon on apple itunes uh so check it out to download it and i'm sure it's going to be out on dvd as well uh and racedesert.com also uh debuted their new video money shots um which is a highlight of all the previous uh desert people videos that's definitely a, a must-have uh a must-have dvd and uh, get a copy of it and uh, check it out. You can order it from racedesert.com in the store. Uh, uh, going along with all the Score Baja 1000 news, uh, Score this past week uh, launched a social media onslaught, which is a long time coming. Uh, hats off to Score. You know they were really one of the the only organizations that uh, not involved in social media heavily. Uh, launched a brand new Facebook page. You need to go and like that. Uh, they've got a Twitter account up and running, and they've also got a YouTube channel, uh, you know, that shows all the score uh, racing action from Baja. So you definitely need to check out all the score social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, they're doing it all. Uh, we just need to get them on Instagram now. We get score on Instagram. We'll have uh, we'll have it all covered. So uh, hats off to score for, for getting involved in social media. It is the wave of the future. Um, you know, well, I wouldn't even say the wave of the future. It's the wave of it now. Uh, anybody not participating in social media is, is definitely uh, uh, losing ground to competitors. Um, motocross and Nations uh, happened. Uh, you know, it was finishing up uh, when we went to air last week, and I didn't get a chance to get the results on air. Uh, we've talked about it the past month. Motocross and Nations uh, – 
Team Germany coming across uh, with a win. Uh, Max Nagel, uh, Kenny Roxon, and Marcus Schipper. Uh, Team Germany getting the win. Your overall winner of the Motocross of Nations in the individual category, Tony Caroli. Um, Team USA, uh, their winning streak is now over, uh, finishing in uh, third place, still taking a podium. That's your USA team of Dungey, Baggett, and Barsha. Um, so, you know, it's still great, uh, great result for Team USA. You know, Team USA has been so dominant uh, the past couple of years. Um, but it, it, it's really, uh, you know, I hate to say it's great to see Team USA lose because I'm never going to say that. But it's great to see these other companies or, or countries um, – it's great to see these other countries put on uh, such a, a great show and be so competitive. I mean, it really shows you how uh, Action Motorsports and Motocross and Supercross, how the talent level has, has grown overseas. Uh, you know, I know in, in France in particularly, it's become huge there. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, just a great thing. And, you know, and all in all, it's, it's going to benefit the competition of uh, the AMA Motocross and Supercross series uh, in the next couple of years with the, with the growth overseas of motocross and supercross racing. Um, the other big news, uh, Monster Energy Cup, we've been talking about this. Uh, it's ab- absolutely the biggest and baddest supercross race of the year. Uh, it's basically three events rolled into one night. Uh, and if you can win all three events, you're going to take home a million dollars in cold, hard cash. Uh, this is the second year of the event. Uh, last year, Ryan Villapoto took it all. I don't see that happening again this year. I don't see anybody collecting in on the million, uh, but you're going to have a full field. Uh, we've got Chad Reed back, Ryan Dungey, uh, Ryan, uh, uh, Ryan Villapoto. I mean, we've got uh, a full field of the top riders in the world uh, going for that million dollars. Uh, you know, other news, I know Ken Block's going to be in attendance. He's going to be doing a rally car demonstration. This is going to be live on Speed TV, so you definitely need to tune in. It's later this month. And uh, um, the track has been finalized, and if you haven't seen it, go to MonsterEnergyCup.com. They've got a phenomenal thing that they put together. I, I will post it up on uh, on my Facebook page as soon as we're we're done going off the air today. Um, what it is, it's a 3D track, but uh, they put you on a virtual dirt bike and take you around the track. It, it, it's so lifelike, it's amazing. And this track is is not like a normal Supercross track. It is definitely different. Uh, it's not tight. I mean, it, it's tight, but it's got some open high speed areas, almost like a motocross track. You need to do it and and definitely check out this virtual uh, this virtual ride along on the track. I've never seen something done like this before. It's absolutely amazing. Very very cool. And uh, I'm telling you, you need to check it out. Uh, I wish uh, I wish more people would invest in, in doing this. Uh, you know, some of these uh, motorsports. I think it's uh, very, very cool. Um, and really, uh, our last topic of the day that that we're going to touch base on is Honda recently announced a brand new Dakar bike. Uh, this bike was, uh, you've got to see the pictures. I posted it up, uh, this past week, uh, with a link to the news article. It's all over. Uh, you know, everybody's seen these Dakar bikes before and, oh, they're cool, what, whatever, you know, it's not something you could ever relate to. Uh, Honda's putting this bad boy into production based off the 450 series engine, uh, but Honda's putting this thing into production, a full-blown Dakar bike in production. You got to see the lighting, the GPS. I wouldn't say GPS, but the, I mean, it's just an amazing bike. I, words can't put it into perspective. You need to check this out. And they announced that uh, Johnny Campbell is going to be leading uh, the team in Dakar this year on this brand new bike. Um, so you can, uh, one, uh, you know, everybody knows Johnny Campbell, probably one of the greatest uh, endurance motorcycle racers in history. He's going to be, lead, be leading the team of, uh, you know, the Honda Dakar team with uh, three other individuals. Uh, but in addition, uh, Honda's launching a brand new bike that uh, you can buy. So probably the first time in history you're going to be able to say you can own the same bike that uh, Johnny Campbell races. Uh, it should be very, very cool. Check it out. I don't know the price tag on this bike. When we get more specs, I'll have a full uh, I'll have a full product spotlight on it and the price. But until then, just check out the pictures and drool. Um, I haven't owned a bike in a while only because I, I tend to, to get off the bike as much as I get on it, if you know what I'm, I'm saying. Uh, you know, it really, uh, I can't risk a broken leg with my racing career, but uh, uh, you need to check out this bike. Uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal bike. And, uh, you know, first time in years that I've actually been thinking about buying another bike. Shh, don't tell my wife that, though. Um, uh, other mo- 
motocross supercross news uh, supercross.com uh just a great website if you haven't uh haven't found it it is the home for two-wheeled motorsports uh in the dirt uh they've got a uh a new series of uh, they call it the originals um but it's uh, kind of a makings of supercross.com and and how the sport has evolved um they're pre- pre- you know their their very first uh episode is online now and it features ricky johnson and supercross.com founder lex and it, and it talks about ricky's uh past on supercross bikes off-road nascar very very cool uh piece uh, it's an ongoing format you need to check it out it's, it's a front page of supercross.com as soon as you go there uh check it out just a, a cool cool piece and i'm really anxious to see where they go with this whole uh originals uh uh, topic and you know I'm sure they're going to evolve it into to covering more than just what they are but it, it's a cool piece and definitely worth uh, checking out. Um, other than that, we've got uh, some upcoming events. Obviously, uh, the Best in the Desert uh, um, Parker uh, Blue Water uh, Desert Challenge this uh, weekend. Uh, big news coming out of there is is uh, RaceDesert.com will have a live stream of the race. Uh, I've been working with them. We're going to have some cool stuff going uh, for the race. There's going to be a live uh, stream. Uh, you know, I, I don't know quite what it's going to involve. I don't know if because it's a day-long event. It, it's just a unique type of event. I don't know what it is, but check out Race Desert. There will be a live stream. Uh, Thursday night, a general tire party, appreciation, off-road appreciation party. Everybody's invited. 7, uh, 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. Thursday night at the Blue Water Desert uh Blue Water Resort and Casino uh, at the Cantina down on the river. So check that out. And if you're in town, definitely go to the General Tire Party. The who's who of off-road will be there. And uh, other news, uh, the Tuba Water Desert Challenge. Those of you who don't know, it's kind of an underground event. Uh, there, there's a Facebook, uh, there's a Facebook uh, kind of event page uh, uh, talking about it. Uh, just a, a cool event. Uh, there's news about it on Race Desert. What it is, it's an underground remote control car race that's uh, sprung up, but it's become kind of a, a major part of the Parker events. Um, you've got uh, trophy truck and class one racers showing up and, and racing remote control cars. Um, you know, and on top of that, uh, you've got all the media personalities from off-road there. And it, it, it's an underground event that's, uh, that's become uh, more than an underground event now, and it's become widely popular. Um, so that's going off on Thursday night, and everybody is welcome to attend and, and check it out. Uh, you can find out all the info on, uh, on Facebook. So check that out. Um, and in addition to uh, to the Parker race, we've also got uh, uh, Formula Drift, uh, the finale from Irwindale this weekend. So that should be awesome. And then on top of that, we're going to have Levi Lavalli on air. You know, Mr. Red Bull, uh, New Year's No Limits, who set the record on his snowmobile. He's going to be live on air next week. So you need to tune in for Levi. That should be uh, one of our biggest and best interviews we've ever done. Um, and other than that, I just want to mention my truck. I know I'm going to get emails hit up and wants to know the scoop. My truck is for sale on the Internet. Uh, I am not getting out of racing. Don't worry about that. Um, it is for sale on the Internet. I've had some interest. Uh, it's the end of the year. Um, I've looked at a couple other trucks that uh, I'm looking at buying, uh, possibly short course and trophy trucks. Uh, I'm not getting out of racing. Um, my truck is for sale. If it sells, if it sells, I will be buying another trophy truck or Pro 2. Don't worry about it. I'm not going anywhere, but my truck is for sale. Uh, you can check it out on the racedesert.com classifieds if, uh, if you want to buy it. But don't worry. I'm not getting out of racing, so you don't have to worry about, uh, about me going anywhere. Uh, you're still going to have to hear me every Monday for an hour to two hours uh, at 9.30 a.m. because uh, I'm not going anywhere. Um, and hey Jim, uh, when are you sending out the trivia packages from the last trivia? <laughs> I know I'm bad, aren't I? Um, yeah, that is on my to-do list, and I, I apologize. I've got everybody's names, addresses written down, uh, and what you guys won. Uh, the packages will be out, and uh, I've got a delivery of Speed Energy coming this week, as uh, they will be in town for the race. And uh, trust me, it'll be worth your while uh, that you guys have hung in this long. Uh, I will be mailing it out, and uh, and I'll definitely be uh, throwing in some Speed Energy with it so uh uh thank you guys for your patience thank you for listening in uh i want to thank all of our uh all of our partners casey highlights uh speed energy uh blue water resort and casino upr.com mastercraft impact uh 
Ahern Equipment Rentals, Parker Motor Company, everybody that makes this show uh, what it is, uh, you know, we're still at around 160,000 unique listeners. I, I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, uh, appreciate everything that you guys do listening in. Uh, all the people that come on air, uh, Lachlan O'Sullivan, uh, Scott Putnam, I mean, you know, I, I never would have thought when we got this project uh, off the ground a year ago, um, you know, that I'd be interviewing uh, the people that uh, that I'm interviewing. It, it really is truly amazing. Um, and, you know, without you, the listeners, it, it wouldn't be where it's at. So, uh, you know, honestly, I, I don't know what to say other than thank you. Uh, you know, it's a great thing. We're not going anywhere. And uh, we're going to continue to grow and continue to bring you uh, the best interviews in action motorsports. So, uh, you know, obviously we've got Levi Lavalli next week. And uh, we're also uh, may have another big interview on the same episode. And we're going to have Formula Drift coverage, Parker coverage. It's going to be a huge show next week. So definitely stay tuned. And uh, thanks to all of you for uh, for tuning in. Uh, and we'll see you next week after the Blue Water Resort and Casino uh, Blue Water Desert Challenge. So uh, definitely check that out at racedesert.com, the live stream this weekend, and uh, find out how I'm doing at the race. Thanks a lot, guys. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.